Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! What's happening, everybody? Blackjack Fletcher live here on another episode of Viva Las Vegas. On a Sunday night, Mother's Day. Hope everyone's doing well tonight. Uh, my first night back from Las Vegas. We figured we'd do a little episode for you guys to give you something to listen to. Live here with us tonight, as always, is our friend Jeff Nadu, the big man on campus. Jeffrey, how you doing tonight, brother? Good to hear from you, Blackjack. It's been a while. Uh, how are you, pal? Oh, I'm fantastic, Jeff. I'm fantastic. I just spent a week out in the most glorious desert in the world, Las Vegas. Uh, I I know I saw you I saw many of the periscopes you're doing your thing out there that's great um I, I I'm jealous Jeff I got to tell you brother it's the greatest place on earth I, I I said it during some of the periscopes I did it's it's me living my best life out there people people absolutely love them some blackjack Fletcher in Las Vegas I can't tell you how many pictures I took with people people inviting me to sit down and play cards with them buying me drinks. Uh, I had a I had a lovely Asian lady tell me I look dazzling walking down the strip. It's it's incredible, Jeff. It's incredible. It's my kind of thing. It sounds like me in Seaside Heights. Uh, <laughs> that's about what it is, brother. That's the equivalent. Yeah, that's, that's the equivalent. No, it's my kind of town. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. No, it's awesome, man. I look, you uh, you kind of have that that look, and uh, yeah, listen, I don't doubt it. Uh, I know uh, I know you were doing your thing out there. That's great. I mean, you, you found your thing, and that's uh, that's all you can ask for in life. Yeah, brother, I'll tell you, I met some great people out there. I got some great interviews for the podcast coming out uh, through the Action Network, who obviously sponsors this show. Uh, it's going to be called Live from the Strip. It's got some some really, I mean, some of the stories we got out there, Jeff, I couldn't believe them when I heard them, and uh, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So uh, it, was a, it was a work trip, but uh, definitely mixed in some pleasure as well. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll uh, look forward to the content you're putting out. And uh, yeah, you know, we had the show here. It was uh, we spoke to you one night, I think. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we've been holding it down, and uh, yeah, we're, we're back for another week. And uh, you know, we got a lot going on, Blackjack. Obviously, uh, you know, Ooh, we'll get into a little gold night hockey. Uh, this this Lightning team is gutless. They are really gutless. You know what, Jeff? I I, awesome. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I said it before this series started that I thought the Capitals would win. I'll be honest with you, I didn't think it'd be this easy. Um, I, I said after game one that I thought they'd win it in five. They may sweep this damn thing. Um, they they are clearly the better team. And I, I just My thought process with this, Jeff, was once they beat Pittsburgh and got that monkey off their back, this team is pre- playing free and loose. They're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think Tampa is going to be able to hang with them. The Capitals, people forget that the Capitals have a wildly talented roster. It's just always been that Pittsburgh has been better than them. So they've never been able to overcome that, but now finally they have. I think the Capitals are going to the Stanley Cup final uh, where they will face either the Winnipeg Jets or the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'll be honest with you, I, I and I've been saying this for months and months, I think whoever wins the West wins the Stanley Cup because it's just a much, much tougher conference with better teams, uh, very much akin to the NBA in that respect. Um, but, you know, that series is going to be something. You know, I was out in Vegas last night, Jeff. I watched game one. 
at uh, the beautiful Rampart Sportsbook in Summerlin. And you know, look, I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, thrilled with the way our night started, and that that to me was where that game was lost for them in the first period because I think it took them probably three quarters of a period to adjust to the speed of the Winnipeg Jets. The, the the Jets are more physical than the Knights. I think we all knew that going in, you know, with Dustin Bufflin. They're a more physical team. The Knights weren't going to out-physical Winnipeg. But it was surprising to see Winnipeg play faster than Vegas because there's not many teams in hockey that can do that. And I think once Vegas kind of got their feet under them, they, they, they played even with them. But by that point, it was 3 nothing. So they cut it to 4-2. I expect the Knights to adjust for tomorrow night. Gerard Gallant has been spectacular at that. I would I would say we're probably going to see Tomas Tatar in the lineup tomorrow just to bring some more speed to it. I think we're in for a long series with Vegas and Winnipeg. I think it's at least six games, probably seven, um, and it's, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I, and I think you're right. I think this Eastern Conference, I mean, you, you're – you're hard-pressed to think and wonder how the Lightning are going to come back in this series. I mean, you've given up five unanswered goals in this yep. game. I mean, you were up 2-1. Uh, it's now 6-2. Uh, this is ugly. I mean, this is a game where, you know, you look at big prices they're laying. Um, now you got to go back to, to D.C. for two games. And, you know, you could very well see a sweep in this series. Uh, this is ugly stuff. And, you know, if you're a Lightning fan, you, you just got to wonder what, what has went wrong here. But, yeah, I mean, they they've just gotten – it's like an avalanche in this game, just coming down on them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, go ahead. it's been ugly. I mean, it's been ugly for the Capitals. There's no two ways about it. I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, for, for the Lightning, there's really nothing you can say redeeming. The goaltending hasn't been very good. The uh, offense has been lackluster, and their defense has been completely unable to contain the Capitals. So I, I don't. If you're a Tampa fan, and I'll tell you what, Jeff, I think. I actually think you're going to get a good price on the Caps in Game Three because people are not figuring this to be this much of a of a blowout. I, I think you got to jump all over the Capitals in Game Three because I think you're going to get them at a decent price. Yeah, no, I mean this just might be one of those games. There's these series where you know nothing really goes right for Tampa Bay. I mean uh, their goalie, uh, who is their goalie? Budai or uh, Tampa Bay? It's Vasilevsky. Okay. Yeah. No, they've uh, they've struggled. Uh, this guy's struggled. I mean, he's not still in the game, is he? I mean, I can't. I'd hope not. Um, yeah. It's 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 ugly stuff. But yeah, we'll obviously root for the Golden Knights. I've you know you've been very adamant on them. I have a future on them. I'm looking forward to hoping they can come back tomorrow with uh, a little bit more fervor, a little bit more pep in their step, get that home field advantage uh, by winning tomorrow, and get the next two out in uh, Vegas. Uh, but blackjack, you know, we have you know, a lot going on. I mean, baseball is in a full, full season at this point. We're about a month and a half, you know, a month and a half in NBA uh-huh. playoffs. I mean, where, where do you start with Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland. I'll tell you where I start with it. I, I, I was on the Cavaliers. I was on the Celtics today. And I, I've, I said this when I was out in Vegas, Jeff, and I, I completely agree with it. Uh, even more after watching this game today, the Boston Celtics are continually undervalued by Vegas sports books. They are an incredibly tough team to beat at home, plain and simple. I mean, they're just not a very easy team to beat at the TD Garden. And then you figure the fact that people are all over Cleveland because of the way Cleveland handled 
the Raptors, which was impressive, no doubt. But J.R. Smith shot 77% from the field. Kevin Love was giving you 20-plus a night. That's not going to happen against the Boston Celtics. The defense is too good. The team is too well-rounded. They're too well-coached. You're going to see a series much closer to what you saw with Cleveland and Indiana than Cleveland and Toronto. And Boston holds serve at home. For my money, Jeff, I'm taking the Celtics in this series in seven. I think the Cavaliers are very overvalued coming into this series off of the way that they beat Toronto. Yeah, I actually took Cleveland, or I took the Boston Celtics plus 220 to uh, to win this series. I, listen, I think they're a better team. We've talked about it time and time again. Listen, is LeBron James the greatest player ever? Probably. Uh, but this team isn't very good around him, and it's hard to think. Terrible. Um, you know, how do you really – you know, how do you believe long term that Kevin Love and and these other guys, you know, George Hill and Corver and Jared Smith? I mean, it was hard to think that they were going to continue to play the way they were. You look at today though, Cavs shoot thirty six percent. You look at the move to put Marcus Morris into the starting lineup, twenty one huh? and ten for him tonight. He holds LeBron to fifteen points. Listen, you hold LeBron to fifteen points. That's success. Success win. Um, yeah, you, and, you and, are. And, and listen, and that was after Marcus Morris ran his mouth about him being one of the only two players in the NBA who could defend LeBron James. So he put it all out there. I mean, he, he gave them the bulletin board material. He and said listen, it was I'm gonna, Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to tell you right now, this Marcus Morris, um, I remember him when he was in Philadelphia back in the day. This, uh, yep. These are two hard-nosed kids, man. They don't take yes, shit from are. anybody. Him and his brother. And, you know, look, I've heard rumors of, of them many years ago. You're beating people up themselves. They're, they're tough uh-huh. kids. And, I'll tell you what, I mean, this is a, he's a good damn defender. And he, listen, he came out and said, you know what? I can defend LeBron, you know, give me the, give me, you know, you'll see. Uh, and he was great. I mean, it's hard not to like this kid. I mean, I'd love to have I, him on the six. I, I mean, couldn't I, agree with you I, more, I love Jeff. I, I just think that the difference between him and his brother, Markeith is that Marcus has developed kind of that nice mid range game now where yeah. you can count on him to knock shots down. And in that Boston lineup, that's what you need. And they just have players like that all over the floor. I mean, from Al Horford to Terry Rozier to Tatum and Brown and Morris, they just have guys that make shots and make plays, and they're hard-nosed defensively. Boston is not going to give you anything soft. You're going to work for it. And that's going to wear a team down over the course of a series. It's, it's the exact opposite of what Toronto did. LeBron had his way with Toronto in four games. He did everything he wanted in those four games. He is not going to get that against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, you're totally right. And, and by the way, nice move by the NBA to put this game on at 3.30 in the afternoon when the whole right. world's out with their, their right. mother. I mean, what an what a idiotic idea. I mean, couldn't you put this on at, like, 7? I mean, would that have been There's that no have other you? game today. Why is yeah. this not a primetime game? Or, or here, let me ask you this, okay? And, and this is just my opinion. Why not have it last night and have the Western Conference today, like at nine or eight? Like, wh- why? Yeah, why was there no? That's a great why? point. And you know, I, I'll tell you this: having spent a week out on the West Coast, you talk about the East Coast. This game's three thirty East Coast. It's twelve thirty yeah. Pacific time. There's yeah, nobody on the West Coast watching this game today. Nah, it's, nobody. It's, it's, it's and, Mother's and, Day for Christ's sake. I would have loved. I would love to see the ratings in this game because. They were up 22 points or whatever it was. This is this was a terrible idea. The NBA has really no one to blame but themselves on scheduling things. There's no need to have four or five days off. Listen, three days off, two days off. These are you know they'll be fine. Look at the NHL. 
Look at what hockey did, Jeff. The Winnipeg yeah. Jets finished Game 7 on, what was it, uh, Wednesday night. Friday afternoon, they're playing Game 1. There is keep no in mind, reason at this keep time of year to have these layoffs. Teams and you're play generally rest all year long. And look what happened. Vegas was off for how long? Six days or whatever it was? Yeah, and, and they, got they look they – yeah, they look stale. Teams would rather play on little rest. Blackjack, um, give us a call, uh, Blackjack and I here, 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Southtown 101, great bar and grill down in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, head down there if you're ever in the area. If you live in Texas, you're looking for a, a new city to explore, San Antonio is a great place to check out. Go see the Riverwalk, the Alamo, uh, all sorts of good shopping and all sorts of good stuff yeah. there. But also, and, uh, check out Southtown our, 101. Our boy Jeff Slaughter yeah. of Southtown 101 met up with me in Las Vegas yes. this week. And good let me point. tell you, that boy cleaned up in Las Vegas. He I made heard. himself a bundle. That's great. He's also you know, a good gambler, obviously. Go see Jeff down at Southtown 101, 101 Parade Street in San Antonio. Blackjack, we have a call. Uh, if you want to call in, like I said, give us a call. 917-889-3290, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, caller, you're live. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, Mike. What's up? Pretty good. Hey, lifelong Celtics fan. Uh, and after game one, I wasn't uh, I wasn't overly joyed or anything. I'm thinking the way what? Brad Stevens and the Celtics are thinking game two. Last year, Cleveland humiliated Boston by 30 yep. points twice in the playoffs. That's the mentality yep. they got to come in Tuesday. Of course, tomorrow morning you're going to hear the Shannon Sharps, the Stephen A. Smiths start to turn, uh, change their tune yeah. and, and jump on the Celtics. Now, it's a young team. You know, Mike, they cannot you, you, get complacent. Mike, you make a great gonna... point. And, this, and I'll just say this, Mike. This is where your coaching advantage comes into serious play because Brad Stevens pushes all the right buttons, man. And, and you saw it in the Philadelphia series, right? I mean, the Celtics jump out to a 3-0 lead over a team that most people thought was going to beat them. I mean, most people thought Philadelphia was going to win that series. The Celtics go out to a 3-0 lead. Then the Sixers come back in game four, and they get the win. And now we're going back to Boston in game five. And all of a sudden, you know, I understand no NBA teams come back down 3-0. But, but if you look at it, if you're Philadelphia, the way I'm looking at game five is we get one on the road, then we're going home, we win a home game, and then game seven anything can happen. Brad Stevens had that team ready to go. And Philly gave you their best punch and Boston took it and took it and took it and was ready to win that game down the stretch. And that is a product of coaching. And I'm telling you, what you're saying is exactly right. This team is going to be even more focused in game two than they were in game one. Because you do not want to lose home court to LeBron James. You want to keep it. You want to go up 2 nothing, And then you go to Cleveland and you say, you know what? We get one or two. We're in great shape. I think this team's ready to go in game point. two. I mean, look at, look at Brad Stevens. He took a Butler team in college to back-to-back NCAA championship games and was a Gordon Hayward three-point shot at the buzzer from winning a title. way of yep. beating Duke. Now, not one year. Some teams do it, but twice. Now, and Mike, turned, I've never, uh, Mike I've I'll tell you what, back- man. I'm more impressed with what he's done this year because the injuries this year, they came into the season expecting to have Irving and Hayward Hayward went out in the first half of the first game, 
and Irving has been in and out of the lineup. He's gone for the playoffs, and yet you're looking at a team that very well may represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, and if they do, and then next year you get Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back, I I mean, there's no hanging with this team. The Boston Celtics are only going to get better. You're going to add Irving and Hayward. You're going to get another year of experience from Brown and Tatum. This team is as good as it gets, man, because, and it's because of the coaching. It is because of the coaching, because Philadelphia has every bit of the talent that Boston does, but Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA, and it's not close. I'm sorry, well, I, I really don't think it's close. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a team in a span of two weeks from Milwaukee, a Game 7 elimination game, if you lose, you're out in the first round, to two weeks later in Cleveland beating them Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals by 25 points. Have you ever seen a young team like this grow in such a dramatic short period of time? I, I think the answer is no, and I think that, that what you're, make, you're making a great point because the Celtics, the, the benefit to them long-term is going to be Without Irving and without Hayward on the floor, these young guys have had to step up. So now, when you get Irving and Hayward back, your second unit becomes absolutely devastating because these guys know what it is to carry the load. So now, when you've got Terry Rozier playing you know, 24, 25 minutes a game as opposed to 40, you're going to get him that much more effective. I think that this Boston team is set up beautifully for the future, and and I can't I can't say it enough. It, it, it astounds me, Mike, that Brad Stevens didn't get one vote for Coach of the Year because in my mind he is the winner. Dwayne Casey, uh, it blows my mind that he won that award over Brad Stevens, and nobody voted for Brad Stevens. Well, he is the best coach in the mind, NBA, but... bar none. Keep in mind, though, the Coach of the Year is decided before the playoffs. And listen, I think if the playoffs. Counted, uh, Even without the playoffs, though, he led yeah. that team to the two seed. Sure. No, I hear you. I, and, and you're right. I think you should have definitely gotten votes. I don't. That coach of the year thing is a, a bunch of shit. I mean, every year. I mean, so is the NBA All Star voting. All of it is. But yeah, no. Listen, Mike. Um, you got a good team up there. You really do. Um, and, and that's what makes me so sick about um my team because, I mean. This team was a couple plays away from from really taking several of those games, and it makes me sick because this could have been the real year. But yeah, once you get Hayward, Irving back, that's why I think it's important. If you're another East Conference team, you got to make moves. Well, who's you your team? Who, uh, who's a, your team? I'm a, I'm a Sixer fan, Mike. Um, Here, here's the here's the ultimate nail in your coffin. Tuesday night, the draft lottery. The wouldn't that be something if the Celtics got the second or third pick? And you get Jason Tatum in the second or third pick for for Fultz. That would be the ultimate yeah, kick Mike, to the you know Sixers. What? I, you, you're you're not wrong, <laughs> but they don't need it. That's the thing. Boston is good to we'll go take it. as Believe is. And, and and I'll tell you this: somebody has I've done periscopes every night, and somebody's pointed this out the last two nights, and they're absolutely right. Brad Stevens is going to win at least one game in this series on his own. Because he's that much better than Ty Lue. There's going to be a close game in this series that Brad Stevens is going to, to hammer out a way to win the same way he did in Game 5 against Philadelphia. He is a fantastic coach. Those players respond to him, and they follow his lead. The Celtics are in great shape going forward, 
and they're in great shape this year. Look, I'll tell you right now, Mike, they're not going to win a title because, in my mind, nobody is beating Golden State this year. But next year, if you get this team a year more mature, you add Irving, who's been against Golden State three times. He's beaten them once. You put Hayward back into that mix. I think the Boston Celtics go in next year as, as one of your top two choices to win the NBA Finals. Well, I hey, will Mike. say this. I, I will say this before I go, and, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm not penciling in Golden State. They're a Steph Curry ankle injury or Durant injury away from being. Yeah, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike, very, I well, disagree, seen, Mike. Hey, I seen, disagree. I've seen, I've seen, you're telling me you're telling but me Mike, without Steph that. Curry in there that, no. that Houston or Boston could, couldn't. Mike, I think Golden they could State. lose one of those two and still win. Listen, wow. I, I don't know about listen, that. Listen, here's what I'm saying, Mike. Watch the way this team plays. If you – look, Houston won 4-1 to one against Minnesota. They won 4-1 to one against Utah. Golden State went out and won 4-1 to one and 4-1. to one. So the records are the same. If you watched all of those games, you can come away with no impression other than Golden State is clearly the better team than Houston. And as, as far as the Celtics go, as much as I love the Celtics and what they do – even if you take Curry out or you take Durant out, it's still not enough to overcome what that team has. It's just not the the shooting on that team, Mike, is is unlike anything I've ever seen. And and the beauty of Golden State this year is they've done kind of what you've done in Boston. They've developed some of those bench players and some of those role players, whereas in, in years past they didn't really do that. This year you have some of those guys that can step up and make shots. They may not give you 25, but they're going to give you points. They're going to hit open shots. And with Golden State, there's always going to be open shots. Well, let, let me put it to you this way. So I was talking to someone. Uh, they're kind of an expert Vegas, the, the series odds. If Curry or Durant were not in this series against Houston, Houston would be the favorite in this series, not Golden State. But, Mike, Mike. It's, it's I, I disagree simple. with that Mike, entirely. Every, every team I disagree with it entirely. I, I can tell you, Mike, I've spent the last week talking to several bookmakers, and I, I disagree with it entirely. I, I can tell you that part of the reason why the line is what it is is because you've had offshore books come in and set the line lower. I've had multiple bookmakers tell me if they were setting this line, it would be minus 250 Golden State. Well. <laughs> I think they're clearly better. And, and And here's another factor for the Golden State-Houston series. Steve Kerr is a – head and shoulders better coach than Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni is probably the worst coach left in these NBA playoffs. He, he is no, not Ty, a good playoff Ty coach. Ty Lue, yeah, Ty Lue. Yeah. Ty Lue's not even a coach. Ty Lue's a babysitter. Ty Lue's awful. Well, what's Mike D'Antoni? Mike D'Antoni is left was in Phoenix. Listen, no, Mike D'Antoni's whole system was based around seven yeah, but, seconds or less getting quick <laughs> shots off. You look at what the Rockets do in the playoffs, they don't do that. It's either Harden or Paul that dribbles the ball up court and hangs around the three-point line until there's four or five seconds left, I mean, but that's and then like, chucks a three. They're not like playing saying, the way they did in the regular season. Right, but he's You're taking done a away lot. from D'Antoni. D'Antoni, when he was in Phoenix, they were a Stottlemyre. Uh, if you remember, he, got, uh, he couldn't play game seven against San Antonio because I believe right. he went on the court. Or, they yes, were, he was just uh, that. 
they would have won the NBA championship that year in all likelihood. And if he I was mean, in their game seven against the Spurs, I think D'Antoni's got a bad rap. I don't think he has. Um, obviously, I think well, Mike D'Antoni is a, a regular season coach the same way Tom Thibodeau is a regular season coach. I mean, he's got right, two Mike, teams that... to the Western Conference final, but I'll leave you guys, and I appreciate the time. Thanks, Mike. Right, appreciate Mike. the call, brother. Yeah, listen, Blackjack, I, I think it's an interesting point you make. I, I think he's more of a, an offensive genius than people give him credit for. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, would you – so would you say, like, Chip Kelly, is he not an offensive genius? Because he – I mean, he gets the ball and gets rid of it quick, and, and he's running fast and listen, doing all these – I think that there is a difference between guys who are offensive innovators, which Mike D'Antoni certainly is. I think Mike D'Antoni has a lot to do with the current wave that we see in the NBA. That Phoenix Suns team – was unlike anything we've seen before. Their philosophy was push the ball to court and shoot it as quickly as possible. And right. that kind of gave birth to what we see now. My problem with Mike D'Antoni is this Rockets team is not playing that way in the playoffs. They remind me a lot more of the Toronto Raptors than they do the Golden State Warriors because they seem to be playing at a very slow pace in the playoffs. So if you're not going to stick to what got you there – I don't know what else to put that on other than coaching. Bring the ball up court and shoot it. Shoot the, Houston shot more threes than anyone in the NBA in the regular season, and they're not doing it in the playoffs. Yeah, to, uh, to Mike's argument about if they lose Steph Curry, I mean, if any team lost their best player, they wouldn't be the same team. I mean, but I think Golden State can withstand the loss of one of those. Right, I think they right. can withstand I... one because they've done it. Right. Look, they won a title without Kevin Durant. They right. won a title with this same team without Kevin Durant, and they won the first round of the playoffs pretty comfortably without Steph Curry against the Spurs. I don't think that one of them is a difference maker, and you can say Steph Curry with his ankles, whatever. And not for nothing. I That's mean, the same for any player. It. Kawhi Leonard went out last year because he got his ankle rolled by Zaza Pachulia. You, you can't predict they that did stuff. It. They also did it with I – mean, keep in mind, I mean, they never had a five any of those years. They did it late, basically with Iguodala, uh-huh. Curry – Thompson yep. and Draymond Green. I mean, yep. now you have a, a little bit more. You have you have Javel McGee. You have you have different guys. Um, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety. Mike got, Mike got a ton of time, so uh, we're, we're, I don't know if we'll be able to offer that to every other caller tonight. But uh, let's go to our next guy here. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up, Jeff and Blackjack? What's going on? It's the day what's two up, plus believer. Ryan, how are you guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, Blackjack, man. Sorry I couldn't meet up with you over the weekend. I look forward to the next time you're out, though. But no, I'm out there all the time. I'll be out in about three weeks. All right, deal. I'll be there. Um, the Houston Rockets, man, this is just funny to, to help LeBron's case as one of the goats. He now is the second goat to have um, Mother's Day Massacre, Kobe Bryant, in 09. I'm not sure if you guys remember <laughs> when they lost by 29 points, but – um, the other interesting thing that I was thinking about today, so you, you, we're looking at a, a Kyrie Irving that left a team that didn't need him to get to the Eastern Conference Finals to join a team that didn't need him to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like, I like it. I hear the Kyrie love, and I know he's great. And, and when he's healthy, even on the bench, I'm sure he's going to bring some, some knowledge. Against yeah, you. I mean, listen, man, my, my thing with Kyrie Irving is this. And this is kind of the way you have to look at the NBA. You can be good in the regular season with a good team. But if you want to win a title, 
You need stars to win a title. And you need stars because of the way the NBA playoffs go. They're going to make you do things that make you uncomfortable. They're going to put you in positions in a seven-game series that you don't want to be in. And in order to overcome that, you have to have a superstar player. And Kyrie Irving showed that, that he can be that guy. Because let's be totally honest here, brother. When the Warriors lost to the Cavaliers in the finals two years ago, Kyrie Irving was the difference maker. LeBron had a great series, no doubt. But Kyrie Irving was the guy that kind of put that team on his back in clutch spots and did what he had to do. If LeBron was doing it solo, LeBron's not winning that series. They were down 3-1. Kyrie Irving was the guy that they needed. Boston has shown that they have a very, very good team around him. And now you are going to get back the guy that when the, when the, the going gets tough, when the, the game gets clutch, you've got the guy to go to. And that's where he's going to fit in. And, and, and I, I love Kyrie Irving for that because he's not really a selfish player. He, he's willing to pass the ball. He's willing to give up shots. You know, but when it gets down to crunch time, he's the guy that wants the ball in his hand, and that's what you want. Totally agree. Totally agree. He was the dagger uh, and the difference maker in that series. But looking looking ahead here, since obviously you know you guys know I'm an avid Sixers fan, I was reading in the Inquisitor uh, today. There's a rumor that's swirling, and obviously yeah, Brian Caruso is not wasting any time, you know, letting the world know the 1776ers are playing ball this summer. But yeah, it looks like the, the Sixers would have to sacrifice Fultz. Dario, TLC, Jared Bayless, and their own 2018 pick. Sure, do get. it. Do it. They're, they're, I would drive them all to yeah. the airport in a van. I, I mean, listen, come on. I, I, think Jeff's, I think Jeff's right. If you're, there are two sides to this. The first side is going to be whether or not San Antonio and Kawhi Leonard can make up. Because they're going to try to. San Antonio is going to try to kiss and make up with Kawhi Leonard. If, if they can then they're going to offer him that Supermax deal at $240 million, and that will soothe over these, uh, you know, these wounds. If Kyrie, I mean, uh, if Kawhi Leonard comes along and says, look, I'm not re-signing the deal here, then San Antonio will look to trade him, and if they do, Philadelphia is the prohibitive favorite because of what you just said. That well, offer. Can I, hold on, can I just interject real quick? So yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Leonard was using the Sixers and or the Sixers and the Devils, the team doctor in Philadelphia, to get that second opinion. What if the whole thing with Fultz wasn't to have him sit on the bench through the playoffs? What if the reason is because they're going to trade him in that package deal? So what do you think? I, I don't believe think, that. I'm sorry. I, I don't think, think that. You're saying you I think the Sixers? Jeff, what about you? Yeah, you're saying you think the Sixers colluded with the Spurs to basically behind the scenes say, we don't want him to get injured. Leave him on the bench. Just leave it up for a question on what is actually wrong with him. We'll take him off your hands because we wanted him in turn anyway. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I don't think it's that hard to believe, uh, honestly. Right? Thank you, dude. I absolutely do. No, I, I don't <laughs> because, listen, it, Blackjack, keep in mind, this whole Markel Fultz thing has been oddly cryptic. I mean, there, there's been nothing to come out. There's no injury. 
this whole mental thing, um, it didn't it didn't come up at, at at Washington. Never was a problem in pre-draft workouts. It wasn't figured out by any team. Um, right. I think. Let, let, Jeff, let me ask you a question. If you're the San Antonio Spurs, would you rather have the package you just talked about in a perfect world, or would you rather have a healthy Kawhi Leonard? Well, I, I think I don't. I don't. You'd think rather that, have Leonard. That's the sure, answer. But I don't think. And if you're San Antonio, think. you're still hoping you can fix this. But, you can you can mend but, this but bridge. You don't have you're any hinging leverage. this whole conversation. The whole conversation you're hinging on is if Leonard is happy with the front office. Yeah, yeah, and you have no leverage. Yeah. You have no leverage if you're. The leverage is two hundred and forty million dollars that yeah, nobody he, else can offer him. But, but again, that's the leverage. Yeah, well, I, again, we don't know. Is Kawhi Leonard really willing to walk away from $60 million to leave San Antonio? It's a lot of money, man. We, we saw it with Carmelo Anthony. When everyone was saying Carmelo Anthony was unhappy in New York and he wanted to go to another team, push comes to shove, it's a big difference in money. Yeah, but he's, uh, it's, only one, it's, it's one year, then he's going to have to get that max anyway. But, but it's, right. no, it's I, not one year, my man. It's not one year. It's the difference in the value of the contract. Kawhi Leonard has one year left on his Spurs deal at nineteen million dollars. That's what is he's going to get paid next season. Right now, he's eligible for a supermax deal in San Antonio at two forty. The next team, if he doesn't stay in San Antonio, can only offer him a little shy of $200 million, which when you factor in that sta- Texas has no state income tax, is a difference of about $60 million. So is Kawhi Leonard, over five years, willing to leave $60 million on the table to leave San Antonio? That's a lot of money. That is a ton of money. That is a ton of money, but you know, fortunately though, for me, if we if that does go through, Jeff, it means that I'll have another year to defend Rocco, and we still got the money for LeBron. You guys have a good night. All right. See you, man. Um, and listen, yeah, listen, we've we've talked about this, Jeff, before. If for some reason the Spurs and Leonard can't work things out, I don't see a better fit than Philadelphia trade-wise, because they would obviously be interested. If- and they have all of the pieces to make it work. So I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard to the Sixers is unlikely. I'm just saying that I don't think these two front offices are colluding to keep Markel Fultz healthy because I think no, the Spurs' I'm not, I'm not, I'm not away preference is to keep I'm, Kawhi Leonard. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me because it's been very cryptic on what exactly is wrong with Markel Fultz. But listen, I'm going to say this too. I'm blue in the face. If they make that happen and they go out and get Kawhi Leonard, okay, and they go out and get LeBron James, no one's beating them. No one. And you can – we, we well, can no, talk into no. – you know, it, it's just not going to happen. No one is beating them. Uh, and I think it's very possible for them to do it. It's can the Spurs work this out with Kawhi Let me ask you a question, Jeff, because I'm curious about this, and I thought about this the other day, and I want to get your take on this. Let's say that just – for instance, LeBron James in the free agent season says, I'm going to go to Philadelphia. So now right. you've got him in the fold. What if the San Antonio Spurs come to you and say, you can have Kawhi Leonard, but I want Ben Simmons? Straight up. Are you going to make that deal? If no. you have LeBron James and Joel no. Embiid and Dario Saric, would you trade Simmons straight up for Kawhi Leonard? You know, I, here's I would. Let, let me let me give you both of my points here. I don't think that would happen just because I think if you're 
LeBron, that's one of the reasons you're hinging on the fact that you and him are both part of Rich Paul's group and you're both, you know, kind of boys in a way. And that's the reason you're doing it. You're going to be with that team. Listen, if you ask me right now, would I give up Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard? I don't, is Kawhi Leonard fully healthy? Yes. Let's say he's healthy. Um, Ready to go game one. I'll tell you what, fully healthy. Yeah, I would just because I would too. I think Ron can run the point. So I agree. And I I think what I could go out and draft a point guard. You know, I could go out and get a – You can find a point guard. You'll find right, someone because, to bring the ball up court. Because if I have the 10th pick, let's say, I can get, I can get myself a, a Trey Young or I can, you know, I can go out and get a point oh, guard. Oh, and Sexton or someone in that range. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get Sexton, sure. Um, listen, I'm not devaluing Ben Simmons, but listen, Kawhi's Kawhi. I mean, when healthy's exactly. probably the third best player in the league. He's an MVP caliber player. He's a defensive player of the year. I, I would make that trade straight up every day if I had the opportunity. Now, Josh Harris, the uh, partner, co-managing partner of the Sixers, I think the bar is very high for us in terms of what we're going to put in onto this team. But on the other hand, for a certain small number of players, we're going to go after them hard. This comes off the uh, Brett Brown comments that they need to make changes to win, which I'm – when Brett Brown made that comment, I was very happy because I don't – I think we all are well aware, and you had people in this town that – for whatever reason, thought they could win with the team they have. They can't. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to win in the NBA without players like that. I will say this. Your team is very, very young, and no team in their first full year together wins a title. Steph and Clay didn't do it. Jordan and Pippen didn't do it. Nobody does it. Yeah, but these two, it's not going to work. Having said that, I look at Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons, to me, is a guy that you can work with him and maybe he gets better, but his shooting stroke just simply isn't going to be where it's going to be in an elite level. It's not going to be there. So if I had the opportunity after this season where he played very well to trade him for an MVP caliber player like Kawhi Leonard, who is also a defensive stopper, I would make that trade every day of the week. Embiid is the only guy on that roster in my mind that is, not, is, is untouchable. He's, He's the only guy I would move. Kawhi Leonard is probably the best defender in the league. I mean, it's not close, yes. actually. And, and remember, he does have a relationship with Brett Brown. Listen, Brett Brown's the guy going forward. He just yep, is. You're right. Um, and, and, and they have a relationship there. Um, listen, you're getting rid of – you can get rid of Redick. You'll get rid of him. They're going to have the opportunity to do this. They're going to have the opportunity. It's just do they want to go out and do it. And from all indications, they're going to do this. Keep in mind, Blackjack, I want to make this also clear. This is something that's been largely not reported by the Philadelphia media. The Philadelphia 76ers last year drafted a guy named Jonah Bolden. Jonah yep. Bolden plays over in uh, Israel right now from Maccabi yeah, Tel Aviv. He's, um, he, he, he's an absolute uh, stud. Um, this is a guy that you're going to get to, a 6'10 power forward. So you have these little pieces that are all going to fit around what you're trying to do, but you have to go out and make it happen. I think they're I just, going to. I think you know, Jeff, I just kind of, the more I look at the Sixers, the more I think that, you know, we're talking about trading a bunch of these players like Saric and, and all these other guys. You might just be better off dealing Simmons and keeping the depth around your team. If you can do a one-for-one deal with San Antonio, which I think San Antonio would be very interested in getting Ben Simmons in year two of his deal for Kawhi Leonard. I, I would be very, very interested in that yeah, if I were a Sixers fan. I think they're too invested in this kid at this point. I mean, they, they've, they, they've 
I don't know. I, I, we'll see. I don't think they'll do it, but I would do it if I were them, and I think you would, would. as well. Let's, uh, let's get back to the phone lines here. Guys, again, we, we're only doing about an hour show tonight just because we're, all, we're not usually on Sundays. We wanted to come back. We'll have a full hour and a half tomorrow night, and we'll take more calls, and we'll talk more LeBron. And, and I also have Blackjack I want to get to tomorrow. Uh, top, fit, top five pitchers you have to fade when they're on the I love that. Love that. I can't them. wait for that. I'm a big fan of the gas cans. Uh, let's. Uh, I actually faded uh, one uh, the other day, and uh, Jason. I fade him every time, and Jason Vargas. Uh, let's get to the phone lines here. Uh, caller, what's up? You're live. Hey, big man. Hello. Yeah. Hey, brother. Hey, man. I was just. I uh, just wanted to say that first caller. <clears throat> what's your name? The whole, what's your name? Dan. Hey, Dan. Uh, I just want to say that first caller where he's like banking on it, like an injury away from this, you yeah. know, two yeah. injuries away. From, like if that's what you're right. banking the on, Warriors. you're doing it the wrong way, man. Right. Am I right? Well, I mean, but Dan, listen, that could happen to anyone. I mean, if, right. you know, if Joel Embiid gets injured, I mean, you know, that could hurt. It's a whole different ball game. If Tom Brady gets injured for the Patriots, it's whole. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're yeah. dealing with, you know, fantasies that if it happens, it happens. Uh, yeah. Every team would be the, the same position. Other thing I want to say, Fletcher, nice fucking outfit in Vegas. Pink Thank ring you. going. The fucking shoes, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I got a new yeah. pair today, brother. Metallic and gold boots. They look great. <laughs> I I missed them. And big man, thanks for Harvick. Three to one. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, no problem. Hey, hey, hey Dan, uh, you sound like a new caller, man. Uh, don't be a stranger. Appreciate you calling. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. Um, Jeff, you mentioned uh, those pitchers to fade. I hit one today as well with Julio Urania. That guy in the Marlins, I bet against him every single time out, and and it has yet to disappoint. He's 0-9 now as a starter. Blackjack uh, Blackjack definitely loves fading him. It's Jose Urania. I hate Julio Urania. It's Jose. Jose Jose Urania. Urania. I don't care what his name is. It's Urania. He's terrible. He hates himself. He hates it so much you can't even get his name right. No, he he is uh, poor. And, you know, I, I really want to get this list. We don't have a ton of time. We'll get to it tomorrow. We have more time. But, yeah, there's um there's certain pitchers where if they're on the mound, you've got to bet against I'll them. I'll tell you what, I've got uh, some surprising names on mine. I think some people are going to be surprised by it. But the, the numbers bear it out. There are some guys that just – you think they have a name and, and they're good enough, but they're they're really just god-awful. Yeah, there's a guy, it, Blackjack, that – uh. There's this guy that I know that I hate. I can't stand the guy, and he knows it. Um, he's just a shithead. But um, this guy actually says that he thinks Jose Urania is a Cy Young candidate. You believe that? He's like horrible. He actually, he, the Marlins are zero and nine in his start well, this and, year. Black, he's keep horrible. In mind, keep in mind the Marlins are pretty bad, though. It sucked to pitch for them, but yeah, listen. I mean, yeah, he's they're not that bad. They're, they're they're not that bad. They're not bad enough that they can't win one of his starts. He is god awful. The guy walks a ton of batters. And I'll tell you another guy that that I that I hate is Jordan Zimmerman. Jordan Zimmerman's a guy on the Tigers that people love to back because they know his name and he had a good year three years ago. He has gotten progressively worse over every season. That dude is an automatic fade. You know, and, and the opposite list is interesting, too. You'll see people, you know, the Royals. The Royals are a bad team, right? I mean, everyone knows that. The Kansas City Royals are not good. But Ian Kennedy is having a fantastic season. When you look at Ian Kennedy, nine of his last ten starts, Jeff, have gone to the under. The guy has been 
outstanding in his starts. And people see Ian Kennedy on the line and they bet against him. And it's crazy. Well, listen, Jordan Zimmerman is arguably one of the worst contracts in the history of baseball. I mean, yep, the Detroit agreed. Tigers give him like a right hundred plus Davis. million dollars. Yeah, he, yeah, oh yeah. Um, no, Jordan Zimmerman is complete shit. Uh, I'll tell you another thing, Blackjack, right now, to keep this in mind. When the Tigers are facing a lefty, though, you bet on them. You know, they're real good against lefties. They just beat everyone on a you know even look at Paxton today they hit him around right. they're good right. against left-handed pitchers man right. um but um but yeah we'll get to that tomorrow we'll, we'll talk about uh some pitchers we like to fade and uh maybe even ones that might uh surprise you a little bit um other than that Patrick, just a couple updates here um obviously we talked about that lightning game that one is uh that one is over uh in Tampa 6-2 final game goes over to number and you cash on Washington Nice, uh, plus uh, 175 dog. Also, uh, it is over in Arizona. Uh, Washington beats Arizona 6-4. Game goes over to number. Uh, and Washington covers the run line. How about that? Uh, Dodgers have lost again, Blackjack. They lose to the Reds 5-3. That team blows. I took the Reds Jeffrey, today. Don't get me started on the L.A. Dodgers because I hate them. I hate everything about them, okay? Yeah. They ruined a parlay of mine yesterday. I hate the L.A. Dodgers. Matt Harvey beat the L.A. Dodgers. Matt Harvey. Oh, I'll tell you what. I actually bet on Matt Harvey, and I felt great with it, too. I loved Matt Harvey the other night, and I took him. I've been betting on this Reds team a lot lately. I took him today, plus 140, hit that. I'm telling you, this Reds team I like. We'll get into baseball a ton tomorrow. We'll get into what we do, what we like, what we don't like. We've kind of neglected baseball. We've talked about a lot of other shit, but um, we'll get into that. A lot of uh, stuff to catch up on there. Uh, let's keep it moving on the phone lines. We got about eight, nine minutes to go. We only went for an hour tonight. Had a little start, tough start to the show. I uh, lost about five minutes, but we'll get to everyone here tonight. If we don't, we'll get to you tomorrow. Uh, caller, what's up? Hey, big man, Blackjack. What's up, brother? Hey, this is my name's Kyle. I'm calling from Bama. I've been following you guys uh, midway through the college season and pro season uh, for football, and, Good and you guys have been awesome. Thanks, um, brother. I've, I've I've chatted a little bit on some of the um, some of your uh, videos on YouTube, and uh, and I've taken a lot of your advice. I've recently got really interested into hockey lately, just from listening to yep. a lot of your picks, uh, Blackjack. Um, yep. I did have a question with these playoffs going the way they have so far. Um, uh-huh. I'm 100 percent behind those nights, and yeah. I loved how the media is all over the size of Winnipeg and saying that's yeah. going to be a big difference. Yes. And I'm at the point to where I'm thinking that's going to be the motivation to make Vegas come out and, and turn the tables around looking forward. Yeah. How do you feel um, about that? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you, man. Um, Vegas all season long has been exceptionally good at making adjustments. Game like After game one, I had a lot of people reach out to me say, you know, you worried now, Winnipeg won 4-2. And I said, no, I'm not worried. It was game one. We're on the road. Winnipeg's a great home crowd. I'll be worried if we lose game two because this is now where Vegas is in the spot. They know they got beat. They got beat soundly. And it's time to make adjustments and play a different style. And Vegas has done that exceptionally well this year. I fully expect the Golden Knights to win game two. I think that games three and four – are a toss-up. I I would say I think Vegas will win game three. Game four to me is a 50-50 prop. Um, but 
I, I would be I would be stunned if Vegas loses game two and goes down o two. I, I just I, I don't see it. They're too good of a team. They're they're too adaptable. The, the thing to remember about Vegas, Kyle, is that they have the players to play any number of styles. They came out in game one and went for a more physical style. They started Ryan Reeves, who is nothing but a bruiser, and it was fine. Like He, he had some good hits. That's fine. But he's not going to give you shots on goal. He's not going to possess the puck. That's not what he does. Ryan Reeves is out there just to hit people. And he did that, but you're not going to out-physical Winnipeg. They have too many players. You have to play the speed game with the Jets. And Vegas has the horses to do that, too. That's why I'm saying I expect Tomas Tatar to start tomorrow um, just to give them more speed. And that's what Vegas is going to have to do. They're going to have to play fast, very, very fast. And they have the capability to do it. And I'd be surprised if Vegas didn't win game two because – you know, look, game one is when everyone's fired up. The Jets were coming off game seven. They got right back on the ice for game one. Now you've played two high-intensity games in a row in a span of three days, and now you've got game two. This sets up as a little bit of a letdown for Winnipeg. I, I think Vegas wins this. I, I've said all along, Kyle, I think we're looking at six, seven games here. This is going to be a long series. I, I think Vegas gets the job done in game two. Sounds good. Sounds good. I look forward to it, guys, and uh, I'll keep listening. But uh, thank you guys for everything and, and making sports a whole lot of enjoyable. Thank Thanks, you, Kyle. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Blackjack, uh, two minutes ago I posted a poll on Twitter. Obviously, with a clean bill of health, would you trade Ben Simmons straight up for Kawhi Leonard? Uh, 34 votes in, six, uh, 59% yes, 41% no. Uh, yeah. We'll leave that up for an hour and see how that goes. I'm going to go ahead and think that about 65% will say yes. Um, I, I think if you really think about it, it'd be I would do it. Um, yeah. Uh, we got about uh, four minutes. Let's take one more call here, and then we'll uh, wrap the show up for tonight. Uh, caller, what's up? How's it going, guys? Johnny Cash. This is Johnny Cash. <laughs> Miss you guys. It's good to hear everybody get together. So, what's uh, up, Johnny? Nothing. I can't wait for uh, for the Vegas game to, to go. Too. That was a yeah, that was a rough outing. But uh, uh, did you guys check out that that uh, Karate Kid sequel yet? No, I, I haven't. Looked not yet, Johnny. Not yet, brother. I've been in Vegas all week. Cool. Are you guys going to be able to make uh, make it up to DC for one of the games for the Caps? Um, you know what, Johnny? We'll have to try to. Uh, let's see. What do we got? We got game. Three and four in D.C., which would be what? Uh, what the hell is today? Saturday? So we're looking at Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Well, I would probably Sunday. go if, like, if Vegas made it, I'd probably go. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at the Stanley Cup, Johnny, it would be much more likely because it's it's going to be tough to get down there on Monday or Wednesday. I mean, it's going to be impossible. And then Friday they'd be back in Tampa. I Sunday for me would be a possibility, but it would be a stretch because I'm supposed to be in Atlantic in in uh, Atlantic City this weekend. Okay, I mean uh, when you guys do uh, do make it up, uh, I got a I got a cool restaurant. I want to take you guys. So, awesome. Um, and then uh, then uh, go to uh, MGM, play some PLL. Yeah, man, day. absolutely. Anyways, uh, uh, what's up? Talking about some football, seems like a lot of the big stars are gone for uh, for college. What uh, what are some of the stars that that you you see that's going to be standout for next year? 
I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, Johnny. I I think you're looking at at Jake Fromm at Georgia. I think you're looking at Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama. Uh, And that, that to me, is where that list is is really going to start and stop. I I think the kids are going to be exceptional. I don't don't see them being a top ten pick. When, uh, when yeah, but I'm not talking over. about six I mean, because neither one of them is eligible to go in the draft. They're both they're both sophomores. They're both true sophomores. So neither one's going in the draft. But as far as talking about stars, those two are going to be stars. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny. I'm, I think you're you're downplaying it a bit. There's still a lot of good players. I mean, Bryce, Bryce Love's the best running back in the country. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Khalil Khalil Tate at Arizona is uh, an yeah, absolute I think you're right, phenomenal Jeff, that's quarterback. A great... Um, That's a great Jared, call, Jeff. Great call. Yeah, Jared Stidham at Oregon. Will Greer back at West Virginia. Justin Herbert's back. Mackenzie Milton. Trace McSorley's back at Penn State. Um, there's some still – I mean, DeAndre Swift, the running back down at down at Georgia with, with Fromm, as he mentioned, uh, Blackshear mentioned. You know, there's some great defensive players still. I think they'll be fine. I think there'll be still – there's still plenty of good players left to college football. Um, those, are, those are great names, Jeff, especially – I mean, I, Will Greer at West Virginia could be could be outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, yeah. listen, man, why don't you call us tomorrow, man? We're, we're running short on time tonight. We had a little bit of a – No problem. A I just wanted to say hi to you guys in the first place. But uh, we'll catch up. Talk to you guys. Very soon. good. Love you, Johnny. Thank you. Sounds All good. Right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, everyone. Obviously, we just did a quick one-hour show tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, Monday evening. We'll really get it going. We'll talk more uh, basketball, Sixers, Celtics, off-season, the finals. Uh, we'll have the game on uh, one of the Western Conference Finals as well to, to chat about. That'll be uh, on as well. Baseball is in full force. We'll go through that. Uh, Preakness over the weekend uh, next week. A lot going on. We'll be back, Blackjack and I, for that. Uh, this has been Viva La Vegas presented by the Action Network. Thanks to South 101, as always, for sponsoring the call-in line tonight. A lot of good callers. A couple of new faces as well, which was great. Uh, we'll be yep. back, uh, Blackjack, Monday evening. Yep, we love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, baby. We're uh, we're gonna how how I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva!